Hey, and welcome to The Rally Podcast. We're stoked that you're here. We hope that this would be a tool to help you pursue the presence of God, people, and the ways of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Hey, welcome to Rally Houses. It's so good to be with you. Uh, If I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, my name is Josh Bull. My wife and I get the chance of leading Rally alongside a great team across the state. And I want you to think for a moment right now, you're joined by hundreds of young adults gathering in homes, in venues, in buildings to gather together, to worship, to pray, to do life together, and ultimately lift up the name of Jesus. And I just wanna say, I'm proud of you. I am so excited for what God is doing in and through Rally in this season. I believe God's doing something new. I believe He's doing something fresh. And I'm excited to share with you for a few moments tonight. And I pray it encourages you. I pray it stirs your faith. And we're gonna be having a conversation about this idea of pursuing people. If you've got your Bible, would you turn to John chapter four? And as we look at this passage of scripture, I just wanna say something at the top. Uh, We are praying and believing that Rally would be known for three things. That Rally will pursue the presence of God, that Rally will pursue people, and Rally will pursue the ways of Jesus. And over this last month, we had our Rally House last month, and over the past weeks, we've released a Rally podcast and been having a conversation about what would it look like to pursue the presence of God. And we've been having conversations in groups across the state and seeing great things take place. And over this next month, we're gonna be talking about pursuing people and what would it be look like if we were known for the way we love people. And if it's your first time here tonight or, if, or getting connected into the Rally family, I just wanna say thank you. I pray you feel so welcome. I pray you have such a great time and I hope you leave encouraged tonight as we have this conversation about pursuing people. And so let's read John 4 together and have this conversation right here, right now. It says this in John 4, verse 4. And he had to pass through Samaria. So to give you context quickly, this says right here that Jesus had to pass through Samaria. You see, Jesus had been in Judea and he was traveling to Galilee, but it says he had to pass through Samaria. We'll speak about that more in a moment. It goes on to say this. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan said to to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealing with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that it is saying this to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman, said, the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get living water? It goes on to say that, Are you greater than Father Jacob? He gave us this well and drank from it himself, and as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I give will never be thirsty again. Goes on to say that the water that I will give him will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, 
Give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. If you're taking notes, my message is so simple tonight. It's purely, let's pursue people. Can you pray with me quickly? Father, I thank you so much for what you're doing in and through Rally. I pray tonight that, that this would be a marker in the, in the journey of Rally that you would capture our hearts for what, what is your heart towards humanity, that we as a, as a community would be known for the way we love people. And I thank you so much for what you're doing in and through Rally. We pray this in your name. Amen. 2020, it's been a crazy year. I'm not the first person to say that. I'm sure you said it with your friends. If you rewind the clock a little bit and look at the beginning of the year, a lot of people are saying 2020, the year of vision. And then all of a sudden it gets a little bit confusing. And a side note, I would also say that God is doing something at work and we're going to get more vision and clarity around the future through this. But so many questions were asked immediately when the world went into lockdown and shutdown. Do you remember where you were at that moment? I remember where I was. And as we're in lockdown and shutdown and the world kind of just comes to a halt, people are in isolated and lonely and kind of asking questions. What does the future hold? And during this process of a global pandemic, racial injustice takes place. And the pursuit of racial reconciliation is continued and really stirred and, and carried forth. And it matters. Maybe you're asking some questions around even just the future of what, what does the future hold and take into account political tension and different opinions and all these sorts of things. In 2020, it just feels like a crazy year. And I know that, that for you, you may have been through isolation and loneliness and challenges or just wondering, what does the future hold? And I too have been asking the questions. And so a few weeks ago, my wife and I and our newborn son, we have a five-month-old son. His name's Eli. We need to get a picture up here somewhere and show you because he's a legend. I love him. Dad life, the best life, I recommend it for you. But we go to the beach to hang out and kind of just shut off from the world. And while we're down at the beach, um, obviously I sound a little bit different. My wife and I are from Australia. We moved here nearly four years ago and we're down by the beach. And I'm thinking, man, I love the beach and I need to train my son in the way in which he will go. And we're down by the beach and I've got, I've got him in his boardies and, and we're, we're down by the water. And we're, I'm like, I've got to train you to be a bit, you know, love the water, love the beach. And this is how you're going to go, son. So my five-month-old son, don't judge me, and take him into the shallow water and I pretty much almost dump him in the, in the whitewash of the waves coming in. And the first wave hits him and he loses it. He's screaming. He's like, Dad, you evil person. Why, why are you putting me in this water? And as a loving father, you know what I said? Let's do it again, son. So I put him in. He gets hit another time and he kind of settles down a little bit. I'm like, you know what, one more time, let's go. We put him in. He gets hit again by this wave, waves coming through and he starts to laugh. And he's loving it. And I'm loving it. I'm like, yes, because I have a little bit of insecurity because Australia doesn't really know he exists right now. Born in Greenville. I'm like, I'm going to make this little Australian kid just grow up in the way in which you go beach life. And me and my son are having so much fun in the water. And my wife's on the shore looking at us, playing in, playing in the water, just having fun. And I notice that my wife's talking to a lady and her two children. And they're, they're having a conversation while me and my son are in the water playing. And after a period of time, me and my son come out of the water and Taylor and I start to walk back to where we were staying. And I asked Taylor, what, what were you talking about with that lady? And she said that this lady had been living in South Korea for the past three years and had just moved to this town that we were in. And she knew no one. And she was just trying to make a friend. And she said to Taylor, can I add you on Facebook? 
And I know you live in Anderson, South Carolina, but I'll travel to come meet you because I'm just trying to find a friend. And it just hit me in that moment that it's so often and easy to see people around us, but do we think about and slow down enough to think about the stories, to think about the journey that people are going through, the hardship, the pain. And we see in this story that we just read that it says at the very top, I said it at the very top, that Jesus had to go to Samaria. He had been in Judea, he was traveling to Galilee, but it says he had to go to Samaria. You see, there's this beautiful thing, and I don't want you to miss it, is that Jesus wasn't going to Samaria because there was some cool tourist attraction or there was something that he needed to go see because of the sights. No, he wanted to go to Samaria because of the people. He wanted to go to Samaria because of the people who resided within that place. And you see, you need to understand that Jews did not interact with Samaritans. There was a cultural divide and people would travel the long way around so they wouldn't have to go past or go through Samaria. But it says that Jesus had to go to Samaria. And my first question to you tonight is very, very simple. But are we pursuing people? It's easy to skirt past and it's easy to go walk past the people and maybe we see faces and we see the people around us, but do we pursue them? Because I would propose that Jesus modelled it for us best. He pursued people. And can we not forget at all that Jesus pursued us? Jesus met us in our mess. He met us in our brokenness. He pursued us. And what would it look like for us as a community to pursue people? I pray that Rally would be known for the way that we love people. I pray that we would be known for our pursuit of loving the people around us. Because we all know it's easy in life to pursue our career, to pursue maybe a new relationship, to pursue the dreams within our heart. And maybe that these things aren't necessarily bad, but I wanna make sure tonight that you hear me that are we pursuing people? And the second thing that I wanna put before you is that when we see this story that Jesus, he takes a seat. Jesus is sitting at the well. And I wanna simply say to you today that Jesus wants you to know that he loves you. It sounds so elementary to say, but Jesus takes the time in this story to take a seat at the well. He's weary from his travel and he's seated at this well and begins to have a conversation with the lady. Now, I want you to think for a moment. This lady is traveling to the well and she sees Jesus seated at this well. This lady is traveling in the middle of the day to go draw some water. You see, the reason why she was traveling in the middle of the day is she didn't want people to see her, to interact with people because she was on the outcast of humanity. But yet here's Jesus seated and he begins to have a conversation with her. He asks her for a drink. And this lady is probably looking at Jesus, thinking to herself, why is he interacting with me? Why is he talking to me? Why is he asking for a drink? But here's Jesus beginning to have a conversation with this lady at the well. He will go on to have a conversation about the mess and the challenge and the hardship that she's been through. He will talk about this idea of living water, that eternal life is, is found in him. And they would have this conversation. She's mind blown that this Jew would have a conversation with a Samaritan, but the more and more she gets an interaction with Jesus, she gets to capture his heart. And there's something about Jesus that she wants to know more and more about. They have this conversation and Jesus says, yes, you can have this, this, this water, but let me also ask you about your five husbands and the man that you're with right now and he's not your husband. 
And you can go on and read the story more at a later date, but simply it's put, this lady had some baggage. She had some hardship. She had a story. But Jesus has a conversation with her and meets her where she's at. And I want to put before you today, it's so easy to be busy. It's so easy in life to just go from one thing to the next, but it's a whole other thing to take a sit, take a seat and have a conversation with people. You know, in life, maybe you agree and say, yeah, I want to pursue people, but I want to ask you the question, do you just treat people like projects or do you treat people like sons and daughters of God? Do you, do you capture the heart of God towards humanity? Because I know in my life, I've been guilty of treating people like projects and just want to check a box to make myself really feel good about quote-unquote loving people, but I would propose that checking a box to say I'm loving you is not really love at all. That's pride and trying to make yourself feel good. But what would it look like for our community to sit with people in all their mess and all their brokenness and have a conversation and truly love them? And I just want to say this very loud and very clear, that there's a 13-year-old boy and his parents are getting a divorce right now. And he needs a 21-year-old young man to pick him up, take him to Chick-fil-A, sit across the table from him and tell him, hey, let me tell you about the time when my parents went through a divorce and let me tell you that it's all gonna be okay, that God works all things for good and I've seen him work through this. You know, there's a 15-year-old girl who's desperate for an older girl to take her under her wing and she's feeling all this social pressure. She's made some mistakes with other guys. She's got shame. She needs an older girl to pick her up and take a, take a seat with her and let, it, let her tell the story about the time when God did a redemptive work through her story. Because I've got to be honest with you. There's a generation crying out for an older generation to say, hey, I'll invest in you. I believe in you. Because the reality is in 2020, suicide rates are going high, depression's high, anxiety's high. People are looking for, for a hope and looking for an answer. And we can be a community who's invested in the next generation. That's why it matters to serve infuse and be a part of Kids Spring and, and invest and make disciples. And could we be people who take a seat with people and have a conversation and point them to Jesus? And that's why I love that Jesus sits with people in all their mess and all their baggage and has a conversation. And Jesus in his love and, and, and the way he has this interaction with this lady, she's mind blown. And we see in the story that, that she basically says, could you, be a pro, could you be a prophet? The story can, would continue on and towards verse 25, it says, the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ, when he comes, he will tell us all, all things. Then Jesus says this, Jesus said to her, I am who you, who you are speaking to. I who speak to you am he. He's making this I am statement. He says, I am the Messiah. I am the chosen one. And I believe at that moment, something shifted in her and she's, she's perplexed. She's amazed because this, this guy has read her mail. They've had a conversation and it, said, it will go on to say that she would run back into her town and tell all the people about this conversation, this man, and could he be the Messiah? It says this, verse 27. Just then his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, what do you seek or what are you talking with her? So the disciples are shocked that Jesus is talking to this lady. But you know what it says in verse 28? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, come, 
See a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They all went out of the town and they were coming to him. I simply, my last question for you is this, is can you see the city? It sounds silly to say, but do you see what God could do in your city? You see, what we find here in this story is that this woman goes and testifies to her town and to her community of this conversation who Jesus is. You see, what we find here in this story is a whole town comes to hear and meet with Jesus. And it will go on to say this, many Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did, verse 40. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with him and he stayed with there two days and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe for we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is indeed the Saviour of the world. You see, this lady has an interaction with Jesus. She goes and tells everyone, hey, you need to come and meet Jesus. They themselves have an interaction with Jesus and they declare that He is the Saviour of the world. You see, a whole town and community is radically impacted because of a small act of obedience. And I wanna simply put before you today, where you live matters. You may have traveled to go to a college and move town maybe for a new job and you're like, I'm just here for a moment. Well, could I propose to you that God has positioned you are for a reason? Could you be a part of the community of what God wants to do in and through you? You know, we talk about wanting to see cities change and we truly do wanna see God move in our cities all across the state. But could I propose to you today that it just starts with a small act of obedience, having a conversation with someone, pursuing people, opening up our homes, pursuing people and loving the people around us and pointing them to Jesus. You see, I just truly believe that God wants to do a great work in and through rally, but I want us to capture the heart of Jesus and know that He loves us so much. Would we be people who love others well? And that's why we wanna pursue people. So I'm about to hand back to our, to our houses now and I just wanna put this before you. What's one act of obedience that you, that you need to do out of this? Maybe it's serving in a, in a non-for-profit in your city. Maybe there's a dream in your heart that you wanna start. Maybe there's an act of faith that you need to do. But above all things, will we not miss the people to our left or to our right? Let's be passionate about making disciples and be, never forget that Jesus pursued us. Therefore, let's pursue others. Let me pray for you. And we'll, we'll jump back into to our rally houses. God, I thank you for what you're doing through rally. I thank you for these people. God, I thank you that you pursued us. So I pray, would you break our heart for what breaks yours and that we will pursue others well. We wanna see our cities look different. Help us to obey to your promptings and to your leadings. We love you so much and I bless your people. It's in your name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining the rally podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'd love for you to be part of the Rally family. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube at New Spring Rally so you don't miss a thing.